Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new Third and Nerd. We are back with a vengeance. Uh, but I want to take care of important matters first. While we are back, there is one of us, one of the three of us, is currently sitting in a hotel enjoying a cocktail on his birthday. Uh, I believe that would be the co- Wow, that got really high-pitched there. I believe that would be our co-host, Mr. Adam House. So, happy birthday, Adam, man. How is your birthday weekend or week starting? Uh, pretty chilled, man. It's currently like it's, we just hit. Uh, it's almost nine thirty a.m. here, and I'm sitting on the, on the in my hotel room um, on the twentieth floor of the casino here in Melbourne, and looking out at my fair city with the the sun beaming down as I uh, celebrate my forty second uh, revolution around said planet. Um. So, yeah, it's going well, man. I, I can't complain. Well, on that note, I think it would be rude of us if we just didn't jump right in and introduce our guest, who has drawn, among other things, characters such as Ricky Barnes, Domino, Marvel Sum Sum, you name it, this guy has had a hand in it. I mean, even the Skylanders series, if that's your bag. Mr. David, and I hope I am going to pronounce this right, Baldaron, did I get that right? Close? Uh, one, of, one of the pleasures of this job of working for the, for the American market is hearing my name uh, pronounced in so many different ways. So the way you said it is just as correct and, as, and nice as, as, as any. This is why I love dealing with Spaniards, man. They're always so polite. They're always just, even if, <laughs> even if you completely butcher their name, man, they're just always so polite. That, you know, I was thinking in my head when you said that, I was thinking, you know, this is a response that Pep would give to somebody in, in a press conference. He'd be like, no, no, you didn't, you didn't butcher it at all. It's totally fine. No, no, but to be honest, it was, it was pretty good. Hey, it was really I, uh, good. I, I I did I did French in college, so I have some some understanding of how things should pre be pronounced. But that doesn't yeah, basically basically the same thing. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> so man, I wanna I wanna jump right into things over here, uh, um, Adam. It's your birthday, actually. Why don't you kick things off? All right. Well, I guess like why don't we why don't we take it back to the start and like, um, and, and David, maybe tell us how you got your start in the industry. Oh, my start in the industry. Oh, by the way, uh, happy birthday, Adam. Ah, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. First, first, first of all, well, my, my start in the industry, my, my, my Spanish start in the industry was quite a bit strange because there's no, by the way, so sorry for my accent, for my very probably th thick accent, because I don't, I do not practice that much, you know. Actually speaking, I, I'm, I'm good at, at reading, I'm good at, at writing, but speaking, uh, not so much. But anyway, excuse me. I said I disagree. You sound perfectly fine to me. I can understand oh. every thought and idea that you're putting out there. That's that's very kind of you. <laughs> anyway, when 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 I started here in Spain, I started with a with a 
basically with the blooming franchise of, of the the one blooming franchise at the time in 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 Spain, which was called Fang Hunter. I send a very thick, very unprofessional portfolio to to the editor and own, an, an owner of the franchise, uh, who's called Sal Spignol here in, in Barcelona, who was kind enough at my tender age of, of, I think I was 21 years old, maybe, who was kind enough to, to, to uh, lend me his toys and, and, and let me play with them and, and basically learn learn the ropes the ropes of the of the job and then i went on to work on animation for 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 a few years and then when i was like 30 or so i suddenly remembered that I, what i really wanted to do was comics so i moved to barcelona and and started from made made my headquarters here my my base camp here and i started uh, sending sending over portfolios and traveling to conventions both here in Spain and and the United States so uh, showing my stuff to to editors receiving as much feedback as possible and 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 then I got my my first call from from DC Comics actually right right um you well you'll have to uh have to make your way uh down to Australia for one of our cons at some point I'll go if they'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. So, John, you, get, you want to take you, Yeah, you get your start, and that's all well and good. But who inspired? Because you have to think that, I mean, you, you always wanted to do comics. Well, I mean, you said you always wanted to do comics. So, you, yeah, I would have to think yep. that, that comic book artists would be some of your biggest inspirations, but I could probably be wrong in that. Uh, was comics, because that was your first love, is that where your inspiration comes from, or does it come from traditional art? Because you guys get a lot better art out there in Spain than, say, we do here in the United States, I, I think. Well, the, 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 the input is, is definitely different from from what what you get guys at the at the united states I've, there's no one particular point that i can that i can point to as, as an inspiration i read comics my whole life that's for sure and and there was a moment in i don't know i maybe may have been 12 years old or something in which it suddenly dawned on me that there was actual people drawing the comics and that you could make a living out of that and a kind of a plan started to form to maybe try to do that back in that day. That was just, that was silly. <laughs> there was no way, there was no human way, there was no possible way in which a, a Spanish kid from, from northern Spain could make it to the, to the, to the American comic books. To, the, to to American comic books. So it was it was not really a plan, but an intention that maybe I might. I I always liked art, of course, not only comic books, but animation and 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 illustration and you know classic art and and architecture and whatever. But but the 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 joy of comic books was different from from everything else, from movies, from from whatever. And uh, it's, it's, as I said, there's not the just one point of inspiration, although I 
I'm pretty sure that, that the day that I first saw uh, Bruce Timm's art for, for Batman the Animated Series, that, that, that blew my mind. That, that changed everything. <laughs> Adam? Yeah. Um, so, I, so what, uh, I, I guess, past or present, what are, you, what are some of your favorite comics? Oh, so many, so many. Uh, of I don't know, Born Again, for instance. Uh, this 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 Argentinian comic, um, Mort Cinder, uh, of the classics here in Spain. Uh, you would know them, Mortadelo y Filemón, for instance, and. All, everything that that came out of of uh, a classic publishing house here in Spain, Bruguera, uh, the classic Europeans, Tintin and and Asterix, uh, right? So many, so many. Do I have to pick just a few? <laughs> <laughs> on that on that note, like how how accessible um, has like the mainstream like Marvel comics and DC comics been? In Spain, like going back to when you were a child, and even up until now, are they are they very widespread? Like in this day and age, or oh yes, absolutely. We we, we get a, a good share of what's being published in, in in the United States right now. Back in the day, this was I don't know, uh, 1984, 1983 or so. Not so much. Um, uh, Marvel Comics had just been acquired by by Comics Forum, a publishing house here, and they started catching up because before that, uh, it was uh, intermittent, so to say. And we be, we began we there's actually a, there's actually a whole generation of 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 readers and 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 artists mostly called Generation Forum because of that, because of the of the amount of, of Marvel comic books that started appearing in, in, in the racks here. And DC, not so much. And in my particular case, up, up north in Spain, in a little village over there, things just appeared in, in the, uh, at the, at the bookstore. Uh, no way to categorize, no order at all, just... Superman appear, Flash appear, Avengers appear, Spider-Man appear, just like that. You you couldn't you couldn't just certainly could not, could not follow a series. That's that's for sure. Right. Okay. Cool. You come from uh, you come from Basque region. Uh, right next to the Basque region. Right next to the Basque region. Okay, I just wanted to. Yep. I had a question about animation versus um, uh, versus versus traditional comic book art, like like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've always been curious about is is that with traditional art, you get one shot to sort of convey what it is you want to convey within that image, whereas animation, you can sort of the, the, the shot is much larger. What you're trying to convey, you get to use many different expressions in a shot where, I mean, I know you get to do that over panels, um, but 
but within that one particular uh, uh, within that one particular frame that you're staring at, that one particular panel, uh, you have to nail what it is you're trying to say. Is is that part of the draw for you with with traditional art as opposed to animation? Like what what are the different challenges that people who who aren't artistic wouldn't understand? Whoa, that's that's a tough one. Uh, you want me to get technical? <laughs> sure, sure, by all means. Okay. I mean, if, I, if I have some questions about what it is, or if I think a listener might want to know a little bit about what that means, I may stop you. But yeah, by all means, please, get technical. Okay, here, for for me, the whole, the whole difference between uh, comic books and... and, and, and Let's say motion pictures. What either, even if it, if it's uh, movies, live, live action movies, or, or animation, is that the time in movies is the time. That's just time as it passes within the movie is 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 time you are perceiving as an spectator the time that's going on. Time in comic books is suggested. I do not play the actual time within the page. I suggest it to the reader and the reader completes it in, in, in his or her head. So you're tricking the brain of the reader into understanding a, a, a series of things, of actions, of the passage of time, of, of um, um, uh, reactions, acting from the, from the characters. It's, it's a completely different game. What you do in animation is is n n define a whole action. What you do in comic books is picking one particular part of the action that you think it's going to com convey with, uh, combined with the other particular parts of the action in the rest uh, within the rest of the of the page that you think is going to convey the correct sequence of time and actions to the brain. Of the, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I think. If, go ahead, Adam. What were you going to say? No, I think you're making perfect sense. I, I, I think it's very interesting, especially like the, the talking about the, the conveyance of time in in the frame, in the framework of a comic book. It's it's just it's making me think like just about reading a book, and I just obviously I in, in brushing up for this. Pod, I just read Domino Number One again. I'm just thinking about the panels that I was looking at, and, and mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool sort of way of looking at things. Uh, oh, that's that's another that's another whole difference between between uh, comic books and and any other visual medium. In general, any other visual medium, they have one frame they have to fill up with stuff. That doesn't change. That 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 stays fixed. All over the 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 piece, the movie, the 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 TV episode, whatever, we change our frame constantly, uh, among other things, to convey different passages of time. That's the whole thing. Is is I, one of the reasons I love comic books is it's such a um, simple medium, so to say, but with so many moving parts that it's just amazing. The 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 amount of things you can do with with a few lines and, and a couple of letters within in one page is, is just amazing. Yeah, and like like you said, to quote what you said, tricking the brain of the reader, like that's that's all part of the magic, you know what I mean? 
that's that's the whole thing actually yeah i i think that's why i've struggled like i love art i i i love looking at art i appreciate what art means i appreciate what art can do for us i've just never been very good at it because my brain struggles with not understanding necessarily that those little tricks but with implementing them in action and i know practice 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 but i couldn't draw a stick figure if you gave me you know a five line head start and all i had to do was like draw the head like I, i i couldn't i couldn't pull it off um but i i i i love the way that art especially within because i feel like you can use different tricks like lighting tricks shadowing all sorts of different tricks natural light to sort of bring out like i i was i was interested i was i was reading an article and i can't wish i could remember who the oh okay i remember what it was they uh they had done some uh some look at rembrandt's work using um high-tech technology to sort of look at the folds uh which is where he used a lot of natural lighting to create folds in his subjects natural folds and they uh they did an analyzation of of the paste that he used to create this and and i thought man there is so much more going on here than the average human brain can understand with art. <laughs> and people who have that sort of brain that can see that stuff and make sense of that, especially guys like Rembrandt, who not only make sense of it, but make it so for the rest of the, for the rest of the people, um, that sort of stuff, it, it's, it's, it's deeply impressive to me on a level that I don't think I'll ever understand. I think, I think part of the problem for that is, is, uh it's the, the the concept of art uh, i mean i understand that it's in our field of, of comic books is basically shorthand to understand what what we're talking about one whole part of the process of, of making comic books but to me the the whole art thing as a magic thing that happens within the magic heads of the artist and so on this just that just doesn't work for me. To me, it's it's a, a, a mean of communication, and instead of seeing it as 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 you know, um, yeah, an almost magical thing that happens, it's you're just trying to convey a story. You're just trying to convey uh, information to the reader, and and the art, so to say, is just the way you you convey part that, of that information and you use certain techniques to to make that um, transmission of information as smooth and, and as effective as, as as possible so if you see it as a means of uh, as a mean of, of communication instead instead of, of uh, art then you don't really need to uh, it's almost like think of it as, a, as, as another language I think of it as a as a language. Hmm. I do I do think of it as a language. That's really deep. And that you, that that you that you speak with a particular accent, which is your personal style. That you use your 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 best techniques on to 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 be as to make it look as beautiful or or as ugly or or as whatever you need it to look 
look to look like as as possible. But basically, technique is what you learn to be able to think of the important part of the art, which is telling stuff, whatever it is. In that vein, who are maybe not stories or, you know, uh, like arcs where you're in charge of one character, but who are some of your favorite characters that you've drawn, even if it was just in your own time or just characters that you think work well with with your accent, as you put it? I, I, I have I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea because this has come up lately quite a lot because um, you know you, you always you always get asked about the, the, the you know the, the the wish list what would you like to draw what what your favorite character whatever and the characters I've had most fun drawing have been the surprises always always whenever an editor has come with a, with a surprise a complete surprise say Nicky Barnes, say Domino, say the guys in Spirits of Vengeance. I I would never think of those as an option for me as an artist. I would love to draw Superman one day. I'm I'm not sure I'm an artist for Superman, to be honest, or Batman. I'm not I'm not completely sure I'm an artist for Batman or, or Moon Knight, which I love. But as much as I would like to 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 get a shot of, at those, it's the surprises that 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 are the cool ones. I'm absolutely in love with 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 Domino. I was completely in love with with with, uh, with Ricky Barnes. Uh, I had the time of my life with 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 Spirits of Vengeance, and I would have never thought of of uh, pitching myself as an artist for that kind of book. So. So I I'd rather go with the surprises rather than than with the with the wish lists. Right, I've got to I've got to stop you right there, David, because this is a very I have a very important uh, public service announcement. After listening to what you just said, we right. need we need to get you on Moon Knight. Moon Knight is one <laughs> of my favorite favorite characters. I'm lobbying for him to be in a film or a TV series for so long now, <laughs> but we need you to be on a Moon Knight book. I'd, I'd love to get my hands on a, on a Moon Knight book. I, I have absolutely no idea of I, what I would do with him, uh, um, style-wise and, and narration-wise and, 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 and design-wise, if I, if I had a shot of the design, but I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to have a shot at that. That'd be great. That would be so good. I would be buying that as soon as it hit the shelves. Yeah, Moon Knight is one of those dudes that uh, I I I wasn't sure about him at first, and he's grown on me as as time has has gone on. I've I've really grown to enjoy the character and and the sort of different paths his life takes him on he's not he's not your traditional marvel character he's very he's very versatile he's very mobile you can take him and put him in a bunch of different situations and it's not like i mean spider-man is versatile and mobile because he's so global but spider-man feels out of his element as a story when you take him out of new york when when, when you put moon knight in 
on the Jalaya with Black Panther, it makes total sense as as much as when Moon Knight and Spider Man are teaming up to take down a baddie in New York. Like it all just makes so much sense with Moon Knight. I wanted to to bring up one thing that I, I there were many things that I loved, but I did want to bring up one thing that I really really loved about that Domino series, and that was the uh, the end battle with. Uh, Golly, what's what's her bucket? The uh, the the. I never do well with baddies' names, but but uh, with her and Domino fighting in the rain. Um, Topaz. What's that? Topaz. Topaz. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Topaz and Domino with with her and Topaz fighting in the rain. I absolutely loved that. What was that like? Five or six panel sequence that you did there. Because it had everything in it. Like, it had the close-ups, it had the action shots, it had the the sort of like that shot of, of Nina after she fires the gun, and it's just sort of her head's hanging down, she knows she disappointed Shang-Chi, but she knew she had to do what she had to do, and, and that's, oh god, they're just... The way you artistically pulled all that off, I thought was absolutely outstanding. Thank you so much. I mean, what were some of your favorite moments from Domino? Which, by the way, I, it was criminally canceled way too early. Criminally canceled. I was so disappointed. Like... I didn't even understand it because I don't usually really read the letters at the end. I mean, I'm, I'm not one of those guys. I like I need to read the next issue. But I was like, wait, did something happen to Domino? This feels like it's ending. And then I went back and read the letters and I'm like, this is why you read the letters, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but what were some of your favorite moments of Domino that you did? What were like some of maybe some of your favorite issues to, to draw or favorite oh. Of I I don't know I I I I love the whole run. Uh, as I said before, I'm 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 I have a huge huge crush on 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 Nina and and, and Rachel and Ines. I'm 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 completely bonkers for for for, her, for them. Um, I don't know when 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 Nina gets to to Sanchi's house, and she she's all you know confused. By the general hotness of the situation, fine is five uh, Fridays, I believe, is what Gail wrote. Fine is five Fridays. That's it, and I, 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 I love that scene. I, I really like that. It's, it's, it's so great that you pinpointed that particular panel because I love the panel in which she has just shot uh, Topaz. And it's one one of these things that you just get into your head when you're reading the script, and you know you have to get that image out there. And 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 I really like that one. I don't know so so many of them because I, we're having so much fun because yeah, Domino is cancelled, but it basically goes on in Domino Hotshots. For me, it's it's I I never left Domino as far as I'm concerned. When we're we're in the middle of the third arc of of the book. Uh, I couldn't pick just one. I couldn't pick just one. 
That's totally fair. I absolutely love the. Uh, I wanted to make a poster out of it. The uh, the no man can stand against the deadly hands of Domino. Oh. But, <laughs> like a sword made of flesh. I wanted to get that with the way you just her face with the yin yang background. It just looks perfect. It's just drawn so well. Um, oh, thank you so much. Oh, no problem. No problem. So I'm, I'm curious, where where do you go from here? Who are, who are some of your favorite artists that you're presently working with that maybe you haven't? I, I know I think we covered some of this, but but maybe some artists that you haven't had the chance to work with that that you think are are fantastic and it would because i feel like when you guys there's a collaboration on all of this i feel like everybody leaves the comic having learned something is that is that the case i mean do you guys in addition to the collaboration how much learning is there on a day-to-day basis off of what people put in quite a lot i mean it's basically 10 12 hours a day of 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 high level workout art wise so even if you're you're just you drawing you have to you you need you have to learn you have to learn stuff because so many hours so 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 much trying stuff to to make it work and to to make it advance and and it's it's physically impossible not to advance in that way so some of the artists i will oh i don't know i don't know there's certainly some that I admire that actually we have lost recently with non Brave Vogel and and not so recently Mike Vieringo. Uh, uh unless you mean you know colorists and, and inkers. Yeah, I both of them. I actually I kind of was thinking colorists and inkers when I when okay. I brought it out. It's funny that you mentioned Born Again too, because that's literally on the cover of Marvel right now. If you go there for some, mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason, they're having a they're having a they're having a Jason Miller sale. But yeah, you know, uh, artists and inkers. If 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 there are some out there that you definitely love to work with, I don't know. I... Well, let's make it clear. I would marry Jesus Aburto if he, if he let me. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> <coughs> oh, sorry, our, our colorist on Domino. That, and he's handsome too. And he's he's so great. He's he's he elevates every single page in 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 Domino. It wouldn't look half as good without him. But I don't know. Uh, Dave Stewart would be great to work with. Uh, Tomeo Morey is a great great colorist working in the sea now. Uh I got I got one one Monsters Unleashed cover colored by, by Romulo Fajardo Jr. And it was stunning. The results were, were stunning. Uh Jordi Belair. Oh, who else? Who else? I don't know, so many, so many of them. Uh uh, Munsa Vicente, she's a great colorist working with with Panel Syndicate now. Again, I'm not completely sure if 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 I am the artist for them or are they the 
colors for me, but that's precisely the the fun part of the whole thing. See how the mixture goes. See what happens. <clears throat> oh, sorry about that. No worries. I I want it perfectly noted here that I'm already subscribed to Domino Hot Shots. I actually had to go check. You inspired me to go check, and I was like, okay, good. I am subscribed. That'll be here in March. Good. It'll be Domino Hot Shots and then Captain Marvel. It'll be a great, great week. Um, I, I am curious what you make of, and I'm sure you've seen some of it, uh, the the sort of vitriol online of of fans these days with movies and and their sort of fan ownership of them how different is that stuff viewed in spain versus do you think over here is that is this something that's uniquely American or is is there a is there a sense of like ownership over these characters in, in Spain too? What what's been your experience with sort of the, the fan vitriol that oh, you've seen online? We have our fair share of that kind of people here in Spain too. Uh uh I don't really pay much attention to them, to be completely honest. From the 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 the, the I mean, I'm a small game compared to to the to the big names they they usually attack. So n n not much of that comes my way. Uh, when it comes, I just mute or block because it's just not worth it. It's not, and I honestly think it's not relevant. Uh, and Paying attention to that kind of behavior just is is rewarding it. I'm okay with people not liking what I do or, or what we do. That's that's they're entitled to that to not liking. But there's this other kind of behavior that I just cannot condone or approve or or, or reward by paying attention to it. So I don't really pay much attention to it, honestly. Uh, I've had my, sh my share of, of, of people coming to my accounts and, and asking what do I think of uh, such and such video or such, a, such, such and such uh, YouTuber that says uh, certain, certain things about my, my work or about my book. And I don't really care much about that. It's just uh, there's other people with with uh, way better resources to to deal with with this kind of of, of stuff uh directly and and that's great <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that they are there that's just not what i do i just i just it goes you just try and, you just over try me over me and through me and that's that's okay that's that's basically their problem i'm quite confident in, in what i do in what we do I'm confident in in the in the kind of stories and and the kind of of ideas and 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 ideals that that I try to convey into what I do and and that's pretty much it. I don't think it's open to to a vote beyond buying or not buying the book. 
Right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, and, and Adam, I'll toss it over to you after this. You, you know how in sports with, with footballers, they tell them, you know, don't you can't listen to the really good and you can't listen to the really bad. You have to stay focused, stay humble, yada, yada, yada. What I think is interesting about comic books is that you can tune out the really bad, but you can also embrace the really good. And 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 you can sort of you don't you don't have to pretend like you're not a fan. You can be a fan of yourself, you can be a fan of comics and of art. Uh, every single day, and it's it, it feels like it's so much different than other walks of life, where you're told to remain humble. Like, how how much joy do you get interacting with people, even getting to do stuff like this? Where hell, you don't know us, but you agreed to come on our puny little podcast. Like, how <laughs> how how enjoyable is this life for you? It's, I mean, it's good, it's great when, when people come to the party. I love it when people love what I do. I love it when they tell me. Uh, but the thing is, that's not why I do it. I do it because I love the job. The, the work itself is, is, is its reward. The, the, what I enjoy, what I really enjoy, what it's being able to devote my life to it and to make my life out of it. Uh, um Coming to podcasts, meeting people in conventions, getting to hear or read that 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 people love my my what I do, it's it's amazing. Don't get me wrong, I love that, but that's not the main thing, <laughs> which is which is why I also don't really mind about all that. And I'm not talking about fair uh, uh, negative crit criticism Th that I get and that I read and that I try to learn something out of. That's that's okay. That's fair. I mean the other stuff. And I think we all know what I mean. Uh, I, I really don't pay. I, I know how it sounds, but I really don't pay much attention to it because it's not worth it. It does not deserve it. And I'm way too busy to pay attention to them, to be quite honest. <laughs> and most of the time, I'm sorry, but they don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Look, I, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head uh, there. And I think a lot of people could actually learn learn a lot from what you've just said about all that. I, I think it's a very I don't know about that. It it, yeah. it sure works for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I live a happy too. life, but. God, God bless the mute and block button. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, that's for sure. Um, just, just going back to Domino for a second, David. And like, yep. I just, I'm just curious to know um, uh, after your after your work uh, on the book and drawing the character, who I in who I think in my opinion, I think you've drawn her the most beautiful that she's ever looked like since uh, Rob Liefeld created her. Um, oh, thank you so much. No, no problem. And like, because I, I was always a fan of the character since, you know, Rob created it. And and I, he gave her a very sort of sharp um, sort of look uh, when he when in the inception of the character. And I'm just curious to know, have um, have you actually had any feedback from him uh, since your work on the book? Uh, 
Not at all, and not for lack of trying. I've 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 thrown a few mentions to him at in Twitter, but but no 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 way no way. And I completely miss him in in, in New York last October. I I didn't get a moment to to go down to his table and and say hi. No no, I have not really heard from him, which is oh. a shame. I loved it. That's a damn shame, I, I, and it's actually quite surprising because he's quite active on social media too. Ah, uh, he, he's busy. <laughs> yeah, he's busy. True. He doesn't have time to little old me. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, before we get you out of here, I have to ask, being in Spain, who's your club? Um, um I have I'm I have a contractual obligation to be a fan of Barcelona. I in Barcelona. <laughs> I figured that was coming. Like you're legally <laughs> obligated to to uh, to love all things Lionel Messi. Like Absolutely. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Manchester City fan, and and the, we knew Pep was coming uh, mm. when he was with Bayern. But the day that it finally happened and that it was announced, like I knew that Pep was going to be worth the weight it was going to be worth the agony sure. and that man has <laughs> nothing less than a miracle worker since he's arrived i love oh, him so much oh babe the second coming <laughs> if, it, if, if, if it was not for messi actually how much is he loved in spain like is is he still or because i know i know that they're He's he's sort of on the other side of the political spectrum there. Like he he there there was a situation there a while back where where he was wearing the ribbon for the political. I think it was Eric yeah. Jordy. Um, I don't remember his name, but Jordy something or other had been jailed. Um, mm -hmm. and and Pep was was speaking out on behalf of those guys. How yeah. how much has that situation like changed his status in Spain? Uh, his well, his his political position certainly has changed his perception here in, here in Spain, particularly outside of of, of Catalonia where I live. Um, uh, here in Catalonia, he's the he's the you know the president of the world basically. So, <laughs> but <laughs> outside of outside of Catalonia and Barcelona. Uh, even if you don't really uh, uh, agree, and most of people outside of Catalonia don't agree with him on, on his political stance, he's certainly uh, footballistically admired. Uh, he's recognized as the probably the most important coach in 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 Spanish history at club level. Not so, perhaps not so much at at. at at the national team, because you know we we got the, the the guys that got us the World Cup and so on, but at at club level he's certainly perceived as a as a yeah historic figure, <laughs> basically. Is, is there is there a large crowd that want him? Because I I think that there's one last thing Pep wants to do before he retires, and that's coach Spain. I I think he's achieved 
by going, you know, starting in Spain, going to Germany and, and likely finishing out his club career with Manchester City. I, I don't see him going to Italy. I just I, I don't. He could he could round it out and go there just to say he, he did. But but I think the last thing he wants to do is take over the national team there in Spain. Is is there a large contingent of people that want to see him do that? Or do they not think his system could work at, at the uh, national level? Oh, no, it would absolutely work. I mean, it worked when, when they applied it in, in the national team. When, when we won the European Cup and the World Cup, that was basically what they were doing in, in, in Barcelona. Yeah. With, with, a, with a majority of Barcelona players, too. Um, I don't really know if his political stance would allow him to... to, to I mean him to himself so to say um to take on the 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 national team i guess he would because i think he really loves football above everything else and i guess he i i yeah he probably get a, a, some critiques from from a sector of the of the of the of the fans but everybody knows that he's probably one of the best, if not the best, manager possible for the for the for the national team. For me, he is. That's for sure. I would love to see him uh, 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 managing the national team. So I'm not. Re- to be honest, I'm not really sure. I'm sure that it would be it would be mm, interesting for sure. Hey. I think he could do a hell of a job with them. And oh just... yes, no, that's I'm 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 a hundred percent sure of that. I, I I definitely think that he could lead Spain to to the promised land, and I think his, especially at the international level, his style of of just possessing the ball in constant barrage of shots and, and what I, I, I think it would work perfectly. I mean, that's really, really, if you can possess the ball in national international football, it's, that's pretty much the key to winning. Yeah, <laughs> nine that, times, that's, nine to- that's, that's what gave us the World Cup basically. So, yeah. So yeah, that that would, that hey, would be, you know what? We be- don't, we don't actually talk about that because I'm Dutch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. Let's no, let's not. That was, I swear. You know what? Though, you know what? Though, fair, absolutely fair play to Spain on on winning that. I will say this though: I still have not forgiven Aryan Robin for missing that perfect. I mean, all he had to do was put the ball in the net, and the Netherlands win their first. Right? It 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 really, really was his fault. I don't know if he's listening or if he'll ever listen to my podcast, but Aryan, I want you to know I blame you. For for what it's worth, here in Spain we perceive it as a as a as a very good save from Casillas, not not so much as a failure by Robin. That's fair. For that's what fair. It's, for what it's worth. <laughs> you know what, though? That, I mean, that's fair. But, but, but what I would say is this. I think anybody can admit, if anytime you have a... a not Aryan's not a striker, he's a winger. But anytime you have a goal scorer as good as Robin with a one-on-one opportunity, even if the goalie is God himself, the striker should win that match. The goal scorer should it's it's on him to win it. 
he didn't, and that's why Spain <laughs> won the World Cup. You know, he just he didn't he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Casillas did what he was supposed to do. Saint Eker can do no wrong. <laughs> oh, you're so right. <laughs> uh, Adam, you got anything before we let David get out of here? Yeah, look, I, look, I have to ask this question now since since uh, you touched on uh, your uh, contractual obligation to <laughs> FC Barcelona. Um, are you a fan of their basketball club as well? Uh, I don't follow it that much, but 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 oh, yeah. No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's hard, to, it's, it's hard to follow sports when you when you draw comic books. It's hard to follow comic books when you draw comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds like it's a very all-encompassing job. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Well, yeah. uh, that's it for me, guys. Like, uh, I, I, I just want to say it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with you, David. And, you know, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, totally my pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, before uh, before we get you out of here, we'd like to give yeah. you an opportunity to let uh, listeners know, A, what you have coming up uh, in terms of books that they should subscribe to that are coming out here. Uh, we, know we, we know we talked a little bit about them, but now's your last chance to put it on their brain, get them to subscribe, and let them know where they can find you on social media if they want to interact with you. Oh well, what, what's coming right out of the gate in in in, in March is uh, the first issue of our new Domino series, Domino Hotshots, which is a basically a continuation of the of the of the regular series. It's a roller coaster. I promise, it's great. It's great. Gail is firing on all cylinders on, on on that one. You're gonna have fun, and you can find me mostly at uh, Twitter, which I would thank you guys. If you'd say my Twitter handle uh, yourselves, because I don't really know how to pronounce in English, or how to say in English, that little thing between between David and Baldeon in my in my it's an underscore. handle. It's uh, underscore. underscore. Thank you very much. It's underscore. At Dave, it's at David ba David underscore Baldeon. That's where you can find me, and I usually post uh, uh, some art there, and I'm also in Instagram. Uh, at David Baldion Comic. So, by all means, go subscribe to Domino Hotshots. I am subscribed to it. I was already. Before this, I, I loved the Domino series. I know Adam's going to pick it up as well. Um, and if you get the chance, go and follow David on Twitter. David, thank you so, so much for taking the time to join us. And we'll let you get back to your... Uh, to your busy life and uh <laughs> yeah man just thank you so much thank you guys all right david we'll talk to you soon hey bye yeah david ciao bye bye well man that was completely awesome adam um i really liked what he said about uh art being a language and and art being a language that that the you know you speak with your accent it's your style um, that's pretty deep for me. Like I, I never thought about it, but the minute he said it, it made an instantaneous ton of success or sense. Why did I say success? Sense. Yeah, no, it, it did, man. Like, you know, like just not just being like a, a fan of comic book art that I am, but like, I'm, 
I'm a pretty big sort of fan of art, full, the medium full stop. You know, like I, I enjoy going to galleries. Um, I enjoy watching documentaries about art. Um, you know, I appreciate it. I have favorite artists like Jean-Michel uh, Basquiat is my favorite um, in terms of like the more sort of uh, um, like the Warhol era of artists. Um, and, you know, even now, uh, I, there's a guy here in Melbourne and he's a street artist and his name is Lush Sucks. And he, he does some really cool stuff. Um, he started out as like a graffiti artist and he has now become basically a street artist that, that, uh, paints like walls all over the place, um, here in Melbourne, but also he just did a show in Tokyo actually. And his sort of main jam is that he, he paints memes. So like when something topical will happen, right. And someone becomes a meme. So let's say like, um, uh, Tiger Woods' mugshot. Uh, that's that's painted on a wall here, and so he's created this niche uh, of street art of memes, and and he's just really, 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 really clever. He's, he's very witty, uh, but his his art is amazing. And so you know, like every, every sort of every sort of artist that does whatever they do, and I think this is the point I'm trying to make is and and is what David is just further hammering home what David said, and that that is it. They're basically they are conveying a message, and they are speaking to us. Um, through that whatever platform that they use, you know what I mean, and and it is deep, man. There's there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it, and 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 I think if you can't appreciate art, or you don't take the time to stop and appreciate, I think you're really missing out on on uh, what what people are putting out there. There was a, um, <clears throat> and I can't. I wish I could remember the series off the top of my head, but I was crash absorbing so many comics at that time, and I didn't stop to make a mental note of it. But I remember there was a. Uh, oh, okay, I know what it was. It was Captain Marvel, um, and it was it was during the run. I'm gonna find the artist here. Um, let me pull this up. Cause that's the thing to do, right? To be accurate about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, at any rate, um, there was an artist that, uh, it, it was drawing Captain Marvel. I'll talk while I'm looking. And somebody was talking about in the, con uh, in the, uh, letter section that they were done, uh, because they couldn't stand the art style uh, that this person had. They they wanted a different art style. Um, and, and I personally never understood it. Uh, I thought the art was perfectly fine. Um, but uh, the artist was... Let's find out, shall we? Um... Oh, come on. Felipe Andrade is who it was. Okay. And uh, it's a very different style that he used for Captain Marvel. It's a very, it's a very sharp. Um, I'm not too familiar with art. Otherwise, I'd, I'd say it's, it's almost... I don't want to say <coughs> Picasso-esque because it's not, but just... 
a lot of pointy chins, a lot of sharp lines, almost. I don't even I don't even know what I'd describe it as, but the but, but I'll post an image of it with the podcast. I get the gist of what you're saying, yeah. Uh, if you if you Google Felipe Andrade Captain Marvel, you'll you'll see the art style that I'm talking about. But yeah. I remember I remember somebody saying, like, I'm done with this. I'm not gonna read this because I cannot stand this guy's art. And yeah. I admitted to myself that I wasn't a fan of this guy's art, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I'm going to go through and I'm going to finish this. I I didn't share the same level of vitriol as this guy did. Um, he was polite about it, but it, his, his letter basically boiled down to I'm out because I can't take this artist. And I was like, you know, I really don't like this artist style either. It's very hard to follow, but you know what? Yeah. I'm going to stick with it because I want to see how this works overall with with the writing. And yeah. and I felt like after I sat back and checked myself, I was like, you know what? This works. It works. Like, sure, there are going to be some scenes where you're left longing for more. And I wouldn't doubt that that his style maybe played a role in whether or not people were picking that up. I don't want to blame him in any sense of the word, but... There were, if I'm sampling off the letters they printed, they probably got a lot more letters about his art than they printed, and they printed a good number of letters and people that were just, it was almost like one or two letters a week were making it into the letter section, so I can only imagine how much they got on, on the whole, but, you know, I wonder how much, how often do we not really consider that the artists aren't drawing these characters necessarily for us. Like, yeah. this is how they see them. Do, do, are we wrong to assume these characters are ours and they should be drawn a certain way? Well, I think it's open for interpretation, man. I don't think it's wrong. Like, I'm looking at his art now and I see what you mean. It's very it's very dynamic. It's, it's very sharp, you know what I mean? Like, the facial features are very sharp. Um and, you know, some, some, I, I get how some people can be affected by that. But at the same time, like, you know, it's just going back to what we were talking about with David. Like, you know, it, it makes sense, man. Like, that's their interpretation of it. That's how, they, how they've been inspired to draw. And, and that's, how, that's where they're coming from with what they're trying to convey. And that's, that's stylistically, that's their jam. You know what I mean? And, and whatever's gone into that. Uh, in terms of the, um, it's the word I'm looking for, uh, their inspiration to get to that point, to why they draw like that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just how it is. And I think I think probably some comic comic book readers who are j like find that sort of jarring probably aren't looking at it so deeply. You know what I mean? They're looking at it from well, I'm so used to seeing this character drawn this way, and now it's been drawn this way. You know what I mean? And yeah, no, I, I do know what you mean. We probably take it for granted. We probably, you know, I'd say the average comic book reader would take take it for granted. Like some 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 people are all about the art. You know what I mean? Like you know, right. you got those guys. You got those guys who will go to conventions and they'll 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 zero in on the artists that are attending and and say, hey, can you please draw this up for me and draw that up for me? And and so you know, I guess it's what you want to take out of it too, man. You know what I mean? Like. Um, 
you know, like any like any art, it's 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 all open for interpretation. I think that's that's my take on it as well. It's what it's what you can take away from it. You know what I mean? And how how deeply you look into it, well, that's the onus is on you in that from that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like I think I think what you said about the the larger taken for granted for aspect of this is is what's key. Like it's sort of built in to your personality as a comic book fan if you don't have somebody there checking and saying like hey look there are different styles of art these guys are drawing them from their perspective and and maybe we would do well to try and see what they're seeing for just a minute and then decide if we don't like it rather than just looking right at it and saying i don't like it i think art is one of the few things in life that we look at it and well it's not one of the few things but 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 art is un, often unfairly judged at one glance more mm. so than i think a lot of things uh in life um you know excluding people <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to get into that i'm talking about inanimate objects art is one of those things that it's often judged at one glance. An artist, like, we look at one or two paintings by an artist and we decide, I just don't like that guy, you know? Or I do like that guy. And and it, it's not... We don't really do the same thing most people don't with directors and actors and, and things of that sort. Like, you would, you would never... Well, they're doing it with Brie Larson, so I guess they would. <laughs> The first person I thought of then was Zack Snyder and the and the and the legendary Snyder cut. Like you know, people I, do. What about it? Uh, well, people, like I'm saying, people do. I think focus on on the film industry, and that's in that in a similar sense, in a similar vein of what you're saying. Yeah, like it's 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 weird though. It's like. You know, for most things, I think, but, but art, I think, is done so more on the whole. Like, I think people just randomly decide they don't like certain actors, actors or actresses because of things that they say. There's not really somebody that sat down, like, with the whole Brie Larson thing. Like, I've, I very much doubt that a lot of these people that are hating on her have sat down and watched everything or you know even 75 percent of the things that she's been in before they offered their their scathing critique of of her and her abilities as an actress but but people are just like oh yeah i don't like her and it's just so weird to me that we judge it that quickly and and i and i kind of caught myself doing that with felipe andrade's work and i was able to check myself and and sit back and sort of take in more of the art of the comic. And I've, I've really forced myself to do that a lot more lately. Like, I, I tend to lean more on the writing in a comic, and I guess that's because I'm a writer, so I expect the writing to be sharp. You know, the drawing is kind of secondary for me. The drawing tells the story that the writing delivers. Um, but I've tried to absorb more of the art, and and I guess he he opened up a line of thought there that I hadn't considered before that I could totally now use uh, and apply it to to my own comic book reading 
uh, on a week to week basis or even day to day since I try and read a comic a day. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it was very interesting. Man. Uh, he, yeah, I, I also appreciated him like when he was talking about like the framework of, of comics and to animation in terms of uh, the passage of time. You know what I mean? Like I never really thought about it like that. You know what I mean? Um, when you read a comic, you, like you're reading it uh, and you're reading it in real time, but at the same time, the story's being told in a different time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's weird to think about. Yeah. It, it's very cool. Um, but yeah, like, well, you know, back to what we were just saying about art, like it, that's the thing, man. Like, you, you touched on film. Film is art. You know what I mean? Music is yeah. art. And, and, you know, a lot of people, I, and you, you, how, uh, you have it another a point home as well when you said that, like, I think often, like, oftentimes people might not like, will judge a person because they've said something, you know, and they don't judge them on their body of actual work. You know what I mean? Like, they go, oh, I don't like this this actor or this musician because they said this or they, they did that. Like, more importantly, it'll because this headline said this that this actor Correct. said. Correct. And like, and two people that come straight to mind um, in the both those both those mediums. One is Tom Cruise. The other one's Kanye West. Perfect examples. Perfect examples. Like, you know, for all the couch jumping and uh, Scientology business that uh, Mr. Cruise has been involved in, it doesn't take away from the fact that. He's had a pantheon of great films, you know what I mean? Like some much better than others, you know what I mean? But he's, his job is an actor and he acts his ass off, man. Like Vanilla Sky, a lot of people pan it. That's one of my favorite films of all time. It's a beautiful film. Like Cameron, Cameron, Cameron Crowe, who directed that, he shot that film beautifully. And I, don't, I can't remember the exact number, but if you go, like, if you Google it, there's something like 160 or 180 pop cultural references that are littered throughout the film in, in different ways, whether it's from the music that's put in to like little stuff in the background, like photos or pictures hanging on the wall or, or, or memorabilia. And it's just really, it's a really layered film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just an example of my head. Uh, I, I think, Sometimes people need to avoid exactly like what you just said. Avoid the headlines and that all that sort of cannon fodder, and um, and look look a little bit further. You know, look look a little bit peel peel the layers of the onion back and look beneath the surface. You know. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm curious. Where do you come down on this whole Black Panther thing? Where Where do you come down on Black Panther being nominated for Best Picture? Because I've I've heard people that are genuinely like the film, but you're like, yeah, this shouldn't be a best picture nominee. I, I personally have no problem with the nomination. Like, I'm like, dude, this is <laughs> half the time. The picture that wins this is some crap that, you know, a lot of people haven't even seen if we're being honest, you know, let's look at it objectively here. Right. So let's, Let's remove like any con comic fandom that you and I both have. Let's remove that that from the bias side of things, right? Right. And look at it from a filmmaker's perspective. And 
also what the Academy looks for when these films come up for nomination, right? Um, what's his name? Ryan Coogler, who directed it, right? Yeah. He, he, he was given the task of making a superhero film about an African character who is was somewhat iconic and and or is not not is is iconic because you know of if you're looking back in terms of the history of the character and when it debuted and whatnot but if you're looking at the film from a filmmaker's perspective that man put together a heck of a cast and brought that that character and all those other characters to life and in in the process of doing so made like a great action film uh, we had, you know, a, a good, you know, good versus evil kind of, you know, standard sort of uh, storyline. But the thing for me is that that I really enjoy about that film is all the little uh, references that he put in there to like African American history and, and culture and mm-hmm. um, like you know, when when they're standing. In the um, in the casino with Okoye, T'Challa, and Nakia, and Nakia's yep. wearing green, Okoye's wearing red, and he's wearing all black, and it's meant to represent the Pan African flag. Yep, yep. That's 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 that was one of the first examples I was going to use, and and you know, he just 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 the little way he he crafted that film. Like there's, there's stuff in there that if you watch it again a second or third time, you'll pick up on you that you might not have picked up the first time. Um, you know, another good one is the reference to Donald Trump's wall. Um, it's in the first scene after the credits where T'Challa is giving a speech to the UN. Mm-hmm. And, he said, and he says four words. You know what the four words are? Mm. Only full build walls. Yep. You know, like, it's just, just little things like that. Um, you know. It, the wise it, it, build bridges. Yeah. It, it's just, it's a, it's a great film. Like, it, does it deserve to win? I don't think so. But does it deserve to be there? I don't see why it can't be there. You know, the cultural the cultural impact of that film, um, not to so, mention. But, but, but what to mention, does deserve to win? Like, how do you define best picture? Because by any rights, Black Panther was, if you go by the sheer, the sheer way to determine how good a movie is, is by how often or how widely viewed it is. And, and, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. If you're judging best picture, I mean, unless Infinity War was nominated in the same category, what what really could could you possibly say about Black Panther that the numbers already don't say? It's the third. It's the third richest film of all time. It's the third highest grossing film of all time, and, yep. and typically, the other films that are the highest grossing have won. Like, how many flipping awards did Titanic win? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. why, why should we not be surprised if, like, and I'm not saying you would, but you're saying it doesn't deserve to. I'm just curious. If the metric is, is best picture, then Black Panther was the best picture of last year. The numbers say so. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know, I, I tweeted something out earlier. Uh, I'm not even going to bother, like, really sort of going into it because of, of the tweet that I sort of quote tweeted, but someone replied to my tweet, and it was it was on the topic of this, of this what we're talking about. Um, I just don't want to give this person any sort of shine, but because um, yeah, they, they were shit, they were shit canning the film. But the this person jumped in my mention, mentions and, and was like, they weren't aggressive or anything like that, but they were saying like, if like if anything, Avengers: Infinity War was the better film. But but this is the thing, like. Okay, cool. It might might be the better film, or in your opinion, or whatever. But the cultural impact, Black Panther, as you just alluded to, Josh, in terms of the the, the gross of the film, people f- from all over the world, in African continents to African Americans in your country, I'm sure to the African immigrants that live in my country, and we have a lot living here now. I'm I'm sure the cultural impact on anyone of them who went to see of those people who went to see that film, like that's a film that has, has has never been made before. You know, you never see a film like that with a with a, practically an entire uh, black cast with with heroes that you know like putting these these heroes out there for for kids like black kids to relate to like it's important like the message of the film is important on on many levels you know what i mean and 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 this is what i'm saying the cultural impact of it is is huge you know what i mean like it's huge um and it deserves to be there anyone who says it doesn't deserve to be there they're not looking at the big picture man and 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 i also i also think other people who do say that uh i'll reserve my judgment on my judgment on them but i i feel like other people don't think it deserves to be there for whatever reason, but you know, I good luck to them if they win. Awesome, like it's it's a, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. If, if like they Avatar, don't, Avatar was nominated for nine Academy Awards. You know, like I mean, this is people bitching about about Black Panther being nominated and saying they're only nominating it because you know we know why. Uh, no, dude, it, it it grossed a metric crap ton of money, and that usually leads to Oscar nominations. It just does. Like, it did with Titanic, it did with Avatar. Um, you know, granted, it, it, it didn't so much with, with The Force Awakens, but, but uh, you know, it, it did with, it even did with, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, it, it, uh, Force Awakens had five uh, Academy Award nominations. You know, uh, uh, Infinity War has their nominations. Like it just happens, man. Like when when you when you gross that much money, awards usually follow. Mm. Yeah, man. Like it's done a lot. Of, it's done a lot of good things. That film. Like you know, it's 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 put the eye on some of these actors who. You know, like, 
uh, what's it, Letitia Wright. Like, look at her now. You know, like her success from that film. Um, it, it's 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 a quality film, man. And, uh, and uh, any sort of vitriol or backlash that is that it's receiving for being there, uh, those people can kick rocks in my books, man. Like, I got no time for it. Like, just let them have their. Let them have their freaking moment in the sun, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I have created a list of rules. Uh, below is the at fight on twist rules and master inventory of canned responses for discussing Captain Marvel on Twitter. You know, uh, it is solely your responsibility to have seen the film before discussing it. Uh, number two, if you start your argument with any of the following, I'm out. Brie Larson is a racist slash sexist. Your fundamental understanding of these terms needs a massive overhaul if this is your assertion. I note your assertion that a woman like Gal Gadot would have been a better choice. I acknowledge your attempt at a clever, devastating, hilarious insult. Uh, I recognize your effort to put me down, belittle me, or reduce me to an idea because you have an irrational hatred of Captain Marvel. Uh, <laughs> I am not willing to stipulate that you are a true fan of comics. Have you, have you pinned your profile? Because I feel like you should. <laughs> oh, I'm going to as soon as I'm done with it. I refuse to acknowledge your pointless profanity-laced tirade about me or the film. I understand that you were going to block unfollow slash block slash unfollow me for the righteous for righteous reasons. Uh, thank you for your sanctimonious lecture about the origins of Captain Marvel, that it was originally a DC character or that a man played the role originally in response to my tweet about why folks should see the film. You know, I, uh, it should, it's, I, like I am, I accept that the film may not reach the level, a uh, same level of success as Black Panther or Infinity War. But rule thirteen is, I refuse to accept that not reaching the same level of success as those films means that it was a failure or a bust. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the thing, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, man, you know, from our previous chat, I think our last pod where we were talking about my expectations of the film are, are, are very little because I, I don't – I'm going in blind somewhat, you know what I mean? And from the from the trailer, it looks like a lot of fun. And if the film ends up just being a lot of fun, then awesome. That's the price – like, that's that's worth the price of admission alone. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to – it doesn't have to meet back Black Panther's, like, gross. It doesn't have to be as good as Infinity War. But if it ties things together – and leading into uh, Endgame, sweet. You know what I mean? And and if it makes up, like it makes it allows for them to go back in time, like they're doing with this film, and tell other older stories. Awesome. And you know what? And if Brie Larson empowers a bunch of little girls, well, mission accomplished. You know what I mean? Like people, people like in this the game, idea they're... that her empowering women, uh, like. I have never seen people take so much offense to the phrase like this film isn't for white men. Like, look, what is so difficult to understand about her saying, yeah, of course, this film is also for them. But this film is for all the girls that have been waiting to see 
a powerful lead done right, a character not dressed up in a in a bikini uh, or a mini skirt, uh, like you know, dressed appropriately as they do most male superheroes. They don't put them in a damn thong, um, mm. and it and it's just it's maddening to me yeah. that people come up with this crap. Yeah, uh, like I've seen. I've seen some derp that you you were dealing with, like banging on about it, and and you know just going back to our chat with David not just now, his advice is, or what he said is the best advice you know I, I can sort of give to people, and it's like sometimes those people they're just not even worth going to war with, you know, like they they're just saying stuff for a reason to get a reaction to trigger people to or or because they actually have that way of thinking and it's like you know what go away <laughs> like just, the fact that people it. have review bombed that film to 44% is pathetic so, it's sorry pathetic. That again the fact no, that people have review bombed that film to 44% on how rotten. how like by what medium rotten tomatoes okay Okay, right. So, so we're not talking actual reviewers. We're just talking general public, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's reviewed very well. Right. So people have actually deliberately gone out of their way to go on there to shit can it and and give it a bad score, essentially, right? Yep. See, yep. so, so like that's just, that's toxic behavior in itself, man. Like you know, what what you, that's like, what, that's where I was. Those- ahead of somebody who's like i hate this so much i'm gonna jump on there and tell people like it's a one star movie even though i haven't seen it i'm glad that me as the person that i am at the ripe old age of 42 i'm not bitter and twisted and i need to sort of waste my time going online and and doing something like that it's like people just have too much time on their hands man I, i I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why you would waste your energy and 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 do that. I know, I, obviously, I do get why some fans are like the way they are, but at the same time, it's like, you know, for lack of a lack of a better phrase, get a life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, step out into the world and and breathe in some air and, and enjoy enjoy things. You know what I mean? Like, even if the film is bad, you don't have to be poisonous and uh, and you know, and and go online and spit your opinion, but that's what the internet has done. And and unfortunately, some people don't know how to disconnect. You know what I mean? They they can't step away. They can't put the phone down. They can't stop being a keyboard commando. Like it's just in them. And you know, I'm just glad I'm not like that, bro. Yeah, I I am glad that I am not. I. I think everyone was like that when they were a teen, uh, saying this movie or that movie was <laughs> this band or that band. But uh, I'm glad I grew out of that, man. I just I'm glad I grew out of it, man. But uh, it's, there's nothing wrong with disliking something and, and having an opinion on something. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like you know you and and but it also even if something's bad, it can still have something good in it. You know what I mean? Something isn't always definitively. That is terrible. You know what I mean? Like, 
even some of the worst B-grade films are still enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just depends on, on, on perspective. And, and I think some people don't know to see the forest for the trees. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, I, I just, I, I don't understand the, the toxic masculinity or toxic fandom that's going around. Like you don't, it doesn't have to, you don't have to enjoy one film or another. You don't have to like DC or Marvel. Like you don't, you don't, I, listen, I, I tend to read more Marvel than DC. That it is just the way it has always worked out for me. But I do not hate DC. <clears throat> I respect what they do. I even enjoy a lot of what they do. But I just happen to read more Marvel because, and, and this, is, this is really what it boils down to. Everyone always asks, why Marvel over DC? One fundamental reason. It is easier for me to place myself in these real-life, real settings uh, that Marvel deals with, as opposed to places like Gotham City, Star City, you know, Me Metropolis, um, so on and so forth. Like, I get that they're, they're places and that if you read it long enough, you can imagine them, you know them, you've seen them. But but for me, I, I rather enjoy uh, that most of Marvel is, is put in the real world. Like there, mm. there are some made up countries for, because they need to make them up, like Wakanda. But for the most part, um, yeah, you know, Marvel's put in the real world, and and that's yeah. that. That for me, it's easier for my brain to to wrap around comics. And that's why I gravitated towards it. Their their, their books as a kid over DC. You know what I mean? I, I bought both, but Marvel stuck with me for that reason. As well as I think, I guess some of the the characters were more relatable, you know. And I, yeah, and and I just have just been a fan on and off ever since. You know what I mean? Um, but it doesn't mean that I think I, it's easier I, to relate to a teenage high schooler. Like DC characters, I, I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? Like I'll go watch Batman. I'll, I'll if someone said, "Hey, Adam, read this this DC book. It's really good." I'm like, "All right, cool. I'll give it a bash." You know what I mean? Like I'm not right. like just gonna be so one-eyed about things you know what i mean yeah like i i i love dc just fine um i i just i think it comes back to what you said it's easier to relate to say a a high school teen from new york than it is you know somebody from krypton like i get i i, I guess on, on on a regular basis i get i i guess i can't really imagine being a, a, a billionaire you know war industrialist but i can imagine being spider-man i can mm. imagine that it doesn't take much for me to imagine the anger and the rage that logan and the hulk represent like i'm i'm pretty good with that like my favorite character is is the punisher or thanos or carnage like these are my favorite characters <laughs> And it says quite a bit about me that my favorite villains are murderous sociopath and my favorite heroes of mur murderous sociopath. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I just you gravitate towards who you gravitate towards. Like, you know, the Punisher was not, has always been uh, a key character of my like favorite of mine since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think, 
Oh, it's and always very like, how popular he is too. If you think about what he represents and what he like, what his comics have been about, it is insane that the Punisher is so popular. Like he's on a level of like tier one heroes. Like you recognize mm-hmm. the Punisher symbol when you see it. Oh, it's funny you should say that. Oh, flicking over the TV last night here in the hotel before I went to bed, uh, I caught like probably the last half of American Sniper. And although I'd seen it before, uh, the first thing that jumped out to me was all the the Punisher skulls that the um, that uh, uh, what's it? Uh, what's this? What's his name? What's the main soldier's name? I'm just drawing a blank. Um, Kyle. Sorry, what's his name? Kyle. Chris Kyle? Yeah, Chris Kyle. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're all, they're all wearing the, the Punisher. Uh, his platoon is all wearing the Punisher's um, skull emblazoned on their, on their body armor. Um, and I'd noticed it before, obviously, but it's the first thing that jumped out to me. You know I mean? That logo is, is uh, it's just as iconic as cap shield. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, 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 just it's transcended it's transcended that actual comic book medium you know what i mean yeah i love it i love it man because frank castle he resonates with military individuals he resonates with people who are no nonsense and he resonates with people who you know they they wish the little guy had someone like them like frank castle represents hope and it's weird that he represents that. But to me, he represents hope. He represents mm. the hope that we would all have somebody that would fight that hard for us for no reason other than it was the right thing to do. Yeah. So I think, I guess, the, like the armed forces and, and the, you know, and and I guess police, for, police and stuff like that who can relate with the character is because he's mainly... Like he's the main, I guess, comic book character who is dealing with the the lower level dirtbags of of the Marvel universe. And when I say that, I mean criminals. I don't mean like superheroes. Like he has obviously gone up against superheroes, but majority of the time he's dealing with uh, mobs and like you know crime syndicates and you know drug dealers, and rapists, and da 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 da. Like all the scumbags of actual society. And this goes back to what you're saying about living in the real world, like the Marvel, uh, Marvel universe, universe existing in the real world. Like you'll see Frank Castle on the streets in New York, like with some scumbag up against the wall, like, you know, and that's, that's like, you know, on the streets of NYC, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's relatable, I guess, uh, for that reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, you, you know, you, I think the thing that I love about the Punisher is that he just, he's bebopping around, and then he sees some stuff, he's like, no, that ain't right. Oh, I'm going to investigate that. Oh, wow, yeah, I'm going to go kill these people. Like, you know, it could be, it could be you're out and about, and, and you're in trouble, and, and he just happens upon your particular case, and it's just like, then he goes out and destroys anyone and everyone that ever had anything to do with you, you know? Like... <laughs> he has a zero tolerance policy you know what i mean and like he the char- the character does what i guess like a lot of police can't do you know what i mean like the a lot of these scumbags that, that they arrest 
end up back on the streets or they end up in prison. You know what I mean? Like, and the Punisher is like, well, no, I'm not going to put you behind bars. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is the end. Game over. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that that is relatable to the everyday Joe who reads the newspaper, or, like, who goes, oh, well, this guy got off. You know, what did he? You know, how did he get out of the situation? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's, that's and, and he does it all with no superpower. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he he's armed to the teeth, of course. And like, he's obviously, you know, uh, <laughs> in, in different martial arts and then hand-to-hand combo and stuff like that. But he doesn't have a superpower. So it, it makes him relatable. And I think that's why the character has definitely stood the test of time. And, and he's had, he's also had some, like, the, the, the thing about the character, because of everything we've just discussed, artists like um, like when uh, was it Ennis and Dylan who took over the book at one point? Yeah, it was Garth oh. Ennis and Stephen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like they, they they can push the envelope with the character because he's not Spider Man, because he's not Captain America. You know what I mean? Like, yep. yeah, and. and I, I think the different sort of incarnations of him over the years, some have been obviously a lot more successful than others, but um, has also given the character such a, a, a long-standing um, popularity. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy how it's all worked out, man. With 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 the Punisher and 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 him falling into the hands of 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 somebody like Ennis and Dylan who. I think for you know, I mean, I I list my runs. I've I posted my article on my favorite Punisher comics, um, and uh, no doubt uh, a lot of them are are written by Ennis and and drawn by Dylan. Um, you know, it's funny. I was I meant to talk to uh, David about Dylan. Dylan is one of my favorite artists. Um, but, but, but those two just work so well together. That's, that's a writer and an artist working in lockstep. And, and it's rare that you get a partnership like Dylan and Ennis. Um, but, but those two, and I mean, it's sad that Dylan's no longer with us, but, uh, um, yeah, man, that guy, I, I, I'm at least glad that when 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 Garth does bebop back over to the Punisher, he's got Goran Parlov who uh, took over um, for for uh, 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 for Steve Dillon on the Punisher Max series uh, toward the end of it uh, when when Jason Aaron but but Dillon's also or. Uh, uh, Ennis has also worked with uh, with Parlov, but but they just did uh, Punisher the Platoon in the Max series, and and that was a really really damn good book. Um, I need to I need to I started that. I need, need to pick it back up. I haven't I haven't got a lot. Uh, I think I'm missing. Like, how many issue was that run? I want to say it was six. Yeah, I think I've got from one to four. I think I need, I need the last two. I, I really. I really enjoyed what I read of it. I will tell um, you right now, it is a six issue. Yep, six issue. Got into my yeah. full box. Um, we really, really gone off on a super tangent here. We have, we have. It. Let's 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 wrap <laughs> up so you can go enjoy your birthday, man. That I was just about to say, man. We have gone on for a hot minute, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, what what are you gonna? What do you got going on? Tell us your birthday plans before you get out of here, birthday boy. What are you and the wife going to do? 
Well, Wifey is actually currently um, uh, she is involved in a uh, hair competition today. So it's a pretty big deal. It's called the L'Oreal Trophy. So she, uh, my wife's a hairdresser, and she is mainly a colorist. Uh, and she entered the competition uh, with a very dynamic um, style and cut that uh, she created with a colleague of hers. And um, she's made it to this, to this stage of the finals. And so that's tonight. So she's off today, like, dealing with her model because she has, she has basically she has to recreate the look that she created originally on the same model um, tonight. And then they, they do like a, a catwalk sort of thing and it's a dinner and whatnot. So with a little bit of luck, fingers crossed, she wins that tonight because if she wins that tonight, she goes through to the next round, which is actually in, in I think, New York. Um, so that will get us back over stateside uh, probably in a year if she can win tonight. So that's 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 the big enchilada of my day. But between now and then, I'm just going to entertain myself. Um, I've got to, I'm, I'm right in the heart of the city, so I'm just going to go into the city and probably going to check out a couple of comic book shops that I haven't been to for a while. I've got to pick up a pair of shoes that <laughs> I, I had a pair of Air Jordans. Um, that were because you need from- more. Well, they're actually, I haven't bought them. Like, I've owned them for, like, about seven years, but I ran them into the ground. So there's this place here in Melbourne. It's called the Sneaker Laundry. And what they do is they refurbish sneakers. So I took them there um, to give them a complete overhaul. And I left them there, but I left them there a year ago, and I still haven't picked them up. So that's my first port of call. I've got to go pick these damn shoes up. Um, cause I've just been so busy with my new job that I haven't had the chance to get back into the city to get them. So, um, that's, that's number one on my agenda. But other than that, man, I'm just going to enjoy the day. It's really hot here today. It's about 33 degrees Celsius. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that is in, in Fahrenheit, but, um, so yeah, I'm just going to get out and get amongst it, man. And, and tonight, hopefully Angela wins and, uh, we party up afterwards and that's pretty much it. That would be badass, man, if it worked out that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'd, be, it'd be awesome, man. Like, she's put a lot of time and effort into it. And, and you know, I think it would be a massive boost for her career, too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got all fingers and toes crossed firmly for her. Well, Real keep quick, us- guys, with your Weather on the Tens update, 33 degrees Celsius <laughs> is 91 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, there you go. I knew. I thought you might come in with the drop there, Scotty. I was waiting for it. Thank you for not letting me down. <laughs> You're welcome. That's what the producer's for. <laughs> we we definitely need like a weather break in here. Like, and the weather today is like we should just have a random break in our podcast that announces the weather here, both where I'm at, where Scotty's at, and then in another announcement, the weather of where you're at. And it would just be, uh, I, I think it would be amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, keep us up to date on on that. And, uh, Scotty, if you want to plug, uh, get your little plug in before we get out of here, and then I'll close us out. Yeah, first of all, I, on air, want to wish Adam a happy, happy birthday. Enjoy it, bro. Pick up those shoes. They've uh, <laughs> been without you for too long. They probably miss you. 
Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I miss them. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like my favorite pairs as well. So I really want them back in my life. <laughs> yeah, you got to get those, man. And, and then, thank you for the brother. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely, dude. Enjoy it. Have fun. And good luck to the oh. wife as well. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah, well, fingers crossed. Um, it's going to be, It's regardless, it's going to be a good experience for her. Um, just even getting to this stage is an achievement, you know. But uh, if she wins, man, like, I'm coming to California, guys. Like, <laughs> we're going to catch up. Heck, yeah. All yeah, right. I... I I I I hope that that happens. Yeah, me too. And I'm selfish. Yeah, seriously, just just so we can uh, we can meet up and hang out. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, but real quick, guys, thanks for the for the time. Just want to put it out there to anybody that needs a podcast editor. I've been working with Josh for I believe about uh, four or five years now producing various podcasts that he's hosted so he can speak for my work but uh just wanted to put out put it out there that i am a podcast editor for hire so if anybody is trying to put together a podcast or has a podcast that you do not know how to edit or want to edit please feel free to hit me up on twitter or um Josh or Adam and they will put me in touch with you guys. So, thanks. All right. And uh yeah, as always, uh you can follow myself on Twitter at fight on twist. You can follow uh Adam on Twitter at how h o w e z t o s i t o h o w e s i t o how z t o um and, uh, yeah, um, we will be back next week with an all-new Third Nerd, um, and we are working our ass off uh, to bring you a couple really great guests. Um, so we are finishing out that, so I think it'll be just – is it just us next week, or do we have something planned? I don't remember, Adam. I don't remember. I think it's just us next week. Yeah, just us, just us this week. Okay, so uh, we will be back next week uh, uh, right here on Sunday, probably posted to you guys by Monday or Tuesday. So for Adam and Scott, I am Josh. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next time.